right, welcome to the podcast, and uh, let's see, what do we do here? As I get settled, uh, right, it's um, a time to uh, uh, do um, narrative discovery in the, uh, in the imagination as a... Uh, it seems like there's like living symbols in the imagination. I don't know, however you want to think of that. Um, that seem like they can be <clears throat> a way for the um, ourself to communicate more of itself to ourself. Just because we haven't had a chance to get to know all of our different potentials. So... Um, Anyway, it's uh, setting aside a time for that, and um, then I'll uh, try to put words to it as uh, best I can, and uh, sometimes it may even be intelligible and useful, so uh, <laughs> we will see how it goes. So, to start off... Oh, yeah, right. So there's um Yeah, there's a difference just from that, from setting aside a time uh, and place to um, to listen and experience in this way. And there's that sense of a. Uh, um, a trustworthy environment, what we often say here. Um, a trustworthy other, it's like, um, yeah, it, it seems like that is a thing, or it must be a thing. Um, or we can test here if it is a thing, um, just like a trustworthy uh, parent, or significant other, or society, or group, or... Um, environment, you know, whatever it might be, um, that the, the conversational imagination world uh, gives that a chance to be experienceable and can test if it's actually a thing. Uh, yeah, I think it's fine. It's just that... Um, you know, the regular structure that you have to build to be a person um, uh, doesn't always have room for everything. So, um, uh, including that kind of intrinsic trustworthiness. So, um, there's a bit of a sense of that here. Right, so then that, that place is... Um, it seems to speak in the nonverbal language. And then words, I guess, translate that. So um, they're essential too, but they don't have to do all the work, which is nice.
there's that sense of um, effortlessness and um, sense of already before, like it's um, it's already happening before you think about it or kind of get the words for it. And yeah, it's that that sense of when there's more than enough for everyone. And some more of the different places within um, the, the internal society can be known. And uh, it seems like there's parallels that like, oh, after a while of this kind of thing, it's... Um, there's some parallels between like what's going on in the Middle East or the dynamics at the dinner party compared to the different um, places internally. And um, there seems to be a kind of similarity and recognition that um, can happen when, uh, when there's time to give more of the, um, more of the cast a chance to be part of things. So, Again, I don't totally get how that works, but it seems to be a thing, so um, can account for it however however uh, we want to, um, or not, so yeah, it feels a bit like, um, you know, the night shift or the day shift or the... Um, relief, the reinforcements. And there's a, a, a an independence. It's like um, these different places seem like they're native to, to me, to my location here. And everyone probably has that. So it's... Um, yeah, these places seem to want to help and contribute, and so it's just giving that a chance to happen and to experience it. Right, and then that's different than um, my ideas of how it should go. So there's a sense of... Uh, discovery or adventure or risk or um, exposure. Uh, the different members of my, my group here, my culture and society are, um, they seem to have different histories and kind of different roles and um, Uh, I guess they want to preserve, you know, the um, the best situation they can for themselves. So it's kind of a group test of if this environment is really trustworthy and fair and more than enough for everyone. And there's a sense that, that no one individually really knows what 
presumably something that would work better would even be like, so it's kind of a group experiment discovery. And so I'll let the, uh, the different helper groups continue here. And yeah, there's that sense of exposure starting, like additional things are visible. That uh, I guess I'm not used to being visible, so it's like... Eh. You know, some places are testing whether that's something we want to do or whether it's safe or... And the different places have different um, muscle memory that they're used to, different assumptions, and so that gets revealed. Right, so then it's more discovery of just testing out this more than enough environment. And there's a group that's more resistant. Just don't really want to be part of this. And they're sort of just, you know, stalling or playing it off. Um, so that can be known as a thing that's um, recognizable. Right, and then there's kind of a freshness that comes with that. Like a fresh um, registering of that as a as a thing, and um, I think an opportunity for other places to recognize it. It's like, oh yeah, okay, I'm a little bit like that sometimes, or I guess I kind of recognize that, even though I have you know different values in the situation. In this situation, you know, this other group is one that wants to be on board and is uh, wanting to help this endeavor here. So there's the, the helping place and the and then the resisting resisting group. So we have a couple players here, and we'll just test if this environment is really for everyone. So the helping group wants to speak more. And they're just making their case in their own language. It kind of has a feel to it or a certain kind of key. 
then letting the other group that's resistant um, get to have their own view and experience. And then checking in with how that is affecting the, um, the helper group. And I think the helper group might be adding or offering something. Something additional is happening. Okay, so then there are some additional places on the resistance side <clears throat> that might not actually be resistors. You know, it's like um, like you can get lumped in with the group just because you live nearby them. And then back to the helpers. And then there's a thing where the bystanders who aren't really on either side um, also get revealed. And that seems to be a thing here where um, there's no such thing as being uninvolved or not affecting things. Um, which, uh, yeah, that kind of sucks. So, uh, that seems to be a thing. So some of the spectators are being um, known as well. And... Yeah, okay, so I think the helping end of things is um, actually able and willing to help the resistant places and the bystanders. So I think it's like a negotiation, like, you know, if the resistors will let some of the helpers by to help some of their other neighbors, you know, or maybe they could select from the different types of helpers and see if there's one that they might want to uh, to let through and meet or it's the kind of thing where the other group turns out to be different than you thought they were and uh, So we'll see how that goes. And in particular now the narrator places um, that are kind of living around my, um, <clears throat> the narrator center, the translator place, um, you know, where I, where I speak words and translate into words. Um, 
that seems to be like an area in the whole inner society here. And um, so that group is used to thinking of themselves as kind of independent or separate or they have kind of a special privilege. And uh, so them being revealed and included as well is uh, an additional thing. Yeah, so something's happening there. Part of it is just that, you know, you need the familiar arrangement to go around and do things and be a person. So, um, yeah, that's what's nice about um, this more than enough for everyone kind of environment is um, that it's not particularly pro or anti. Um, it's just kind of matter of fact. It's like things become freshly apparent and it's, oh, okay. Right. Everyone has some arrangement of the, these elements to make their, to make up who they are and, um, in the world and what they're familiar with. So like, this is my arrangement and then that can be freshly known, and then uh, there can be additional versions of that that um, we could try out if we find that we want to, or if we find that that's just happening, you know. Sometimes stuff's just happening. And... Uh, Yeah, so the narrator places um, that are in the, the narrator translator zone um, can get to join. And, oh yeah, there's some places that are um, they're more leading with the thing of you know, this kind of thing doesn't even make sense because, like, you just, you don't want to have to think about yourself and all your different, you know, places. You just want to be who you're used to being and then just do that and not think about it. So um, we'll see how it is to give that its equal voice. And its own language. And it's easier than on the translator places um, when the other places internally can all have their own language. And then me as the, the narrator doesn't have to, you know, do so much. And each one kind of speaks in this uh, nonverbal way. And this latest one is nice to have in the mix because it's um, it's easy to kind of think that this kind of um, 
that this kind of thing, like the premise of the, the podcast is better, you know, or desirable or somehow that's how, you know, people should be or, and, uh, that's another kind of, you know, structure that has a view and a preference and an assumption that is, um, yeah. Not not the whole picture, so Yeah, and there's such a more than enough vibe here that it's um it's a little less combative and um there's less of a sense of competition for um kind of scarce real estate and resources. So it's a little more like, oh yeah, right, having some of my blind assumptions revealed by this other group is actually like kind of fun and not so threatening or destabilizing. And like, yeah, it is nice to just not have to think about anything and just, you know, be used to who you are and what you're used to. And then it's fine to have a familiar structure to yourself. And then other places are like, wait, what? If that group is saying that, then what does that mean? I thought those were enemy views. And there's kind of a spirit of like cooperation and, you know, when you're kind of in a cooperative sort of group. Um, and there's that thing of all ages, like where it can be as much, you know, little kids as uh, adults or whatever age. I guess it could be whatever, you know, like anything that's... Uh, that's a living thing, has a, some kind of language and structure. Uh, so that's familiar. We could just all be rocks like in that movie. The one that won the Oscar, everything all at once and the, the mom and the daughter just become rocks for a, a bit and talk to each other. That's pretty great. And a little natural downtime here. Digestion time. Right, so then the, here's the thing of um, in regular situations where things happen that are just, quote, awkward or there's not really room to account for or, you know, um, when one group or one place doesn't quite get the other or... Uh, 
like those dissonances. And um, I think here there's room for them to each be known. Yeah, so there's a couple groups that are really into finding their uh, their specifics. And then there's the group that likes to keep it more meta. And um, that can be known as well. Yeah, and the first group seemed to be... Uh, um, enjoying their, their exchange here. And I think there's a place that's like, um, it's like that age when you first become visible. Like kids who, um, if you've seen kids where they're just in their own world and then suddenly they realize that, um, that they're visible to you as well as you being visible to them, it's like, um, then they get shy and, uh, will hide behind, you know, mom's leg or whatever, but then, um, maybe be curious. So we'll let that be known. Right, so that accounts for a lot of adult behavior actually, huh? Yeah, adding that, like, oh, okay. Sometimes someone can be like, they become like a little kid almost. And then I think the kid here could um, find the um, the ideal adult kind of presence that they would require um, at that age. All right, so I think that's happening, but then now there's the familiar group that's saying like, you know, this is all fine, but is it, is it more work for us, you know? We're the ones who have to hold things down, you know, the rest of the time. So I guess the idea is that there'd be more than enough for them too. Just letting that play out. Right, so there's the thing when it's um, realizing how uh, 
the different places where my uh, my muscles are uh, tight or holding or you know activating in a way that I'm in like a past situation that I'm no longer in. And okay. So then there's the thing where there's like, um, there's an event or a fact, um, and then there's different takes on the fact. And so different places have different takes. So um, there's some interest then in, um, in seeing what that's like to, um, Like there's some, like a holding kind of thing and discomfort in one of my knees. So, um, you know, one take is like, one group is like sigh, you know, that's one more thing for us to deal with. Uh, feels kind of deflating or, you know, grim or rueful or but it seems like that's just what's true so um, so we'll let that be right and on its own terms and I guess to continue here and just that makes a difference And then there could be um, another take, maybe. All right, so that's different to, to, to actually seek out the, uh, you know, an outlier view or a minority view or a, a view that you would normally, you know, discredit. or would think was naive or strange or, you know. Um, right. Yeah, so there's a little voice that's saying something like, you know, it's actually a good thing to let the knee be known. And, uh, then it gets a chance to find um, uh, to find if the situation has changed. Uh, but then, like whatever muscle memory from earlier today, it's doing is right too. But it's just like doing the handoff, you know, and the timing and. Um, so that's a good thing, and then it seems to like kind of work on its own, just because this environment there's like built-in intelligence and comes fully equipped. So there's a way that it might not be more of a burden for the regular group, or they don't actually have to do much. They can let the cavalry come and. Um, and take the lead on it.
So that's a different take. And now seeing how that's affecting the first take. I mean, they're kind of like, shit, if we were that wrong about this, like, what else are we wrong about? Oh, and then it's seeing how they're right, you know, like in normal situations, it would be their job, because, you know, that's what I'm used to. Um, but then in this situation with a different emphasis and a different arrangement, um, there's this additional way, so. There's kind of a simplicity to it and like the freshness, you know, like a kid. It's like, yay, we discovered a thing and just kind of naturally happy or glad. And uh, I guess that's pretty charming, so let that be a thing. There's a group that's really on board with that. And then there's some other groups that are more cynical or more paternalistic or they're more like worldly. So I guess those ones can speak their languages. Well, the others, well, the happiness and the... Um, and the pro-innocence group speak their languages. And just letting the innocence group have the lead here. And then the different experience groups Have the lead. And then see how that's affecting the innocence groups. And then check back in with the experience groups. And then with some of the bystanders and the narrator places. Yeah, I think the innocence group tends to have um, more to it than the experience group is uh, assuming. And it gives access to more too when you let it be an equal thing. Um, you know, even if like a little kid is going to lead with that, but... Um, You know, so when you're older, you might be trailing with it, but um, some of it is still there that can recognize and not just identify it in the kid. And I think the kids like that. And then that gives more um, 
access generally to that uh, trustworthy influence. And then the experience is also good. You know, it has like additional views on things that the innocent child place doesn't have as much access to. I guess it will have the more access in the future. So the future's, you know, I guess part of it as well, because you can imagine it. Or, you know, sense that like the seed of the tree is the future tree. Anyway, there's a an exchange going on there now. Yeah, so it's one of those things where, wait, this is weird. We're like getting along and we all seem to be like now friendly and all going off to, uh, you know, get dinner together, hang out. And that just seems to be continuing on its own. And then now, uh, but there are some other places that weren't involved there and say, all right, well, that happens to them, but not for us who are really, you know, the hard cases. Oh, and then the hard cases is kind of a culture. You know, they're like hard, you know, they throw gang signs and, you know, or they're survivalists or... They're just, you know, hardcore. Or the ones who have had the hardest backgrounds, you know, so they're the ones who are most, uh, you know, effed up. And uh, it's too late for them. And then there are kind of the posers who are attracted to that. And so they want to be hard too. And then there's other bystanders, the ones that are kind of intimidated by that. Don't want to get robbed or whatever. And I think there's some young places that are kind of uncertain what to do or what's going on or you know, where home base is. And... Yeah, a little bit of downtime and digestion time here. Yeah, there's a couple different groups too, the ones that are more leading with that it's okay to hang out and digest and uh, not have to be accomplishing um, goals all the time.
And then now the ones that are kind of frantic and just like workaholic and we're so behind, we need to just catch up, you know? And there's so much to maintain and there's so much more to do. And, um, oh, and then there's that thing where you feel exposed when other people see that you're doing that and they're not. And it's like you can't ask for help, but then you can't even trust them to understand what's happening with you. And, um, Anyway, that kind of a thing can be known here. And just giving that, that ideal environment uh, a chance to be involved. There's also a group that's hard that just wants to do things on their own and not be helped. So, uh, I guess that gets to make sense. So then the ones that have been living a long time in a, you know, leisure valley or running, you know, day spas or whatever, retreat centers are, uh, some of them are finding they're interested in, in being more active and doing some different kind of stuff that's more rigorous. And then I think some of the overworked ones would, uh, wouldn't say no to um, going to Day Spa Valley. That might be our episode title right there, if uh, I guess if I remember it. And then there's the narrator places and the kind of the... Um, yeah, the bossy places that like to kind of set the frame for things. And then there's the others who are tired of the same people always being bossy and getting to frame things. Right, and then there's a thing where the, you know, the people in power are just used to it, and that's just how we're used to it being, so. And that, you know, destabilizes everything if, you know, when you have to get your paycheck and, you know, just get used to your role, so. Okay, so then here, it's um, the fact of different roles is like freshly evident, freshly known. And then 
I guess staying in the same role is a thing. And then that implies that changing roles would be a thing. Um, I guess it could be a formal thing like, you know, change roles on purpose and make that the game or um, if it could just be more organic, but possible. Okay, and then the different people can find, you know, their initial, their initial view, like their preference. Because sometimes that's surprising, you know, you think that you're a change person, but then in this case, you find that you don't want to change roles. Or if you're a status quo person and then suddenly you find interest in doing a different role or at least incorporating some of what they do or so there's some different links and exchanges happening And then the narrator places are kind of disappointed because um, so much of this just happens independently uh, in the nonverbal language and uh, different than the plan. So so some of them find that they're just joining that. And um, yeah, it's that thing where you've been out when you've been out of the water for the longer you've been out, then the, the more uh, you know unfamiliar it feels. Right. So then that can be known generally here, as well as for the specific group. Yeah, so there's a group that doesn't get that at all, and they're just making fun of the bosses for being revealed as, you know, not knowing how to go down to the lake and just swim in the lake with the plebes. Uh, so that can be known. That's fun to make fun of the boss. Feels fair. And then in addition to that, there's this game of listening for the exception or the the outlier or the, you know, whoever happens to be the, the rebel in the group. Yeah, that's cool because when it becomes a game uh, or something that is expected, then it's... um. It's like, ooh, who's going to be the outlier, you know, because it could be a surprise. Uh, 
and it's sort of scary to find yourself as the outlier, but um, also kind of an honor, I think, because things aren't really going to be a, a, a going thing if everyone's the same. There has to be that, that exception. So, or else the whole thing would just peter out, you know, so. Yeah, so then the exception plays is saying, oh, okay, I guess I'm like that in different ways. Or I feel awkward or unfamiliar with something I haven't done for a long time. Or ever. Yeah, so then there's a rhythm then where the um, the narrator places like um, it's like okay instead of just totally being retired or replaced, they kind of alternate like they they kind of listen and let the other language take the lead, and then they can kind of report and and um, and riff on what happened in their language. And then if there's an agreement that they're not going to be blindsided when they give up a little bit of their momentum, you know, then they can check and see what's happening uh, in the other language. <clears throat> and... From inside of this, you know, this game and this experience, this all makes sense, but uh, I have no idea what it's like to be a listener. So, uh, I don't know if it makes sense to you as a listener or if it's, uh, you know, some kind of a stimulus for whatever your own versions of these things are, or um, if it's just a time to have a nap, uh, you know. <laughs> Whatever it is, is fine. It seems like there's a thing where some of the dynamics are recognizable, you know, some of the roles and the players and the... Yeah, so there's the places that I guess are... Yeah, again, there's different takes or different words to describe things. So like one group was describing this group as scared. But then another was like, oh, they're just like, you know, appropriately cautious about something new. Or, 
you know, curious or... Or like, I guess scared is a thing. So if you're scared, is there like a, a stigma to that? Is that good? Is that bad? Is it neutral? How does that work? Yeah, more of the kind of givens that each group is used to um, that are like reflexes. Um, those can be known here. And I guess everyone's going to have a natural preference, huh? And um, so everyone can find out then what their preference is and... Um, And it can just be known in like this kind of freshly factual way. And the, you know, whatever the feeling or the, the thought or the um, etc. about the events can also be their own events. Okay, so then there's the groups that are um, kind of going along with this, but don't actually get it. And then the other group that's like, ha ha, at least we're better than you because we're not pretending we get it, you know. And then the, but then the other ones are revealed there that like, no, uh, we're actually getting it, like it's not just made up. But, like, if you're in the not getting it group, then, like, that gets to be right, you know? And if you're in the pretending to get a group, then that would get to be right. But there's always some location, you know, that has a, a history and a view on things and a preference. Okay, so then here's an additional thing, which is um, not not having any preference or pre preferenceless. And that's more like when you're a newborn, because, um, yeah, right, because your body has um, preferences, you know, it wants to eat and cry and be warm and... Um, but you don't really have internal preferences yet, you know, like you don't have thoughts or images or that all takes time to become a structure. Um, so it's like structureless, preferenceless. And uh, I think maybe that could just be an additional thing here. Because it's that thing where the environment is, uh, it adds more things that are native. Um, to, you know, my location here, my versions of these things, um, and then, you know, yours of anyone else who's listening, um,
but the additional things don't take away. It's the idea. And that seems to be a way to test if it's something that's native to you, that's your own version of the thing versus um, someone else's. So that's like, um, you know, good borders. And I guess you don't have to steal others versions. Yeah, right. That's been a theme recently. It's like um, when there's more than enough here and over there, then um, we're more like stimulus reminders about each other's native versions of things rather than, um, you know, it's like, oh, that person is totally like that and I'm not like that at all or, you know, I'm like that and they're not or so the only way to experience that thing is, you know, to go watch a pro basketball player or a, a, a great singer or, um, you know, someone who's really good at their job or someone who's really bad at their job. It's like, oh, well, at least I'm not like that. Um, someone who's really happy or really miserable or... I don't know, I guess someone who's a, a uh, an oak tree. That could be like a metaphor, like I feel my branches like the oak tree or something. Um, but like a, a reminder, recognition, similarity, kind of addition of your own native uh, Compliments, uh, compliment with two E's. Uh, that's kind of the theme. So, letting that continue and taking a talk break. Yeah, and I think there are some uh, little kid places here. Yeah, it's not just the kids, actually. It's um, it's also the thing where you're, you know, you're out at a gathering or out in the world doing stuff, and um, and at some point you come back and come back home, and you talk with your friends or your person or your family or you know, your diary or whatever it is. Um, um, yeah, different things can, can be welcome or, or take the lead. Right, and then the little babies are the the leaders of that because they just involuntarily just wail out their feelings and oh, but then it's like if you've ever taken a kid to a restaurant you know and then they they're not 
they don't know that other people are going to be affected uh, by their their spontaneous expressions. But then the kid probably picks up on like the cues and is trying to make sense of them and. Um, Yeah. And then just checking back in with that um that resource central and that can also also take the lead. I think there's the group that, uh, maybe that's the majority that would never really go that far away from the, the resource central area where it's like, why even be that independent? You know, like it's like going to the North pole and saying that, you know, you're more hardcore or more authentic or something like you can be at the equator and still be independent. like you become a zombie or lose your free will. So then uh, the North Pole group doesn't really like that. I guess a few of them are kind of not altogether not altogether mad that they heard it though. It's like when you have a caricature that was not quite accurate. And then others are still against it though, so that's good. Outliers and difference seems to be good. And I think some equator types might want to come north or south, depending on which pole. And then some pole types. I think are finding themselves going south. Yeah, it's like an alien world, you know? What? You just lie on the beach? What? You wear minimal clothing? Day and night? What? Really, really different. Yeah, so then another place is going, wow, that's really different. And then going, there are so many things that are true that like, 
we have to stop thinking about or acknowledging. And it sort of sucks. Like you do one thing and then all the other things go away. So then that can be known. Yeah, because that must be a thing, right? When it's like all the things, and then it becomes just one thing, and that's kind of cool. Out of all the things there could be, it's this one thing that's happening. Yes, everyone around can get into that. Just the fact of this one thing being the thing that's true. And um, and forgetting about everything else. Oh, and then it's that game of who's going to be the outlier. If the entire group is just into this one thing. The outliers, whoever just, just finds that they just can't get on board, you know? And... Alright, so then the narrator places want to um, skip over the risky part. And uh, where nobody knows what will happen and get right to the, you know, the scripted sort of Disney version. Yeah. Well, then that can be known. And then I guess me having a preference against that can be known as well. It's like whatever your preference happens to be. It's weird. It's like um, it's like so inclusive and egalitarian that it's just kind of absurd almost. Not sure if it's the outlier, but it's an additional place that hasn't been part of this game. And it's, you know, this group is more bored and wants to kind of fight and stir things up and party and um, just thinks this is all weird, which is correct. Um, and a relief. So then some in the main group are kind of welcoming them and others are like, wait, you're ruining this game that we really have worked hard to establish. 
So then that group is peeling off into a smaller group. And now they're in like a competition thing with the newcoming group. And the rest of the first group is now mingling with the, um, the newcomers. Yeah, and they're like, you know, people on skateboards and, you know, lots of colorful kind of unruliness, you know, like the, the kind of vibrant culture and chaos of a city, say, or teenagers or whatever. And then that's different than the one here that's quite square and, and likes things ordered and predictable. And um, so that can be known as well and uh, can be right on its terms. Yeah, I think there's a theme that's um, across groups now of that experience of when you're um, the kids looking at their parent or at your significant other or and just being like, why don't you get what I'm experiencing and why aren't you, you know, kind of providing the thing that I require here so that things can like be better. Oh, and then I guess the other group is like, um, why are you expecting me to, to us to read your mind? And then I think that the environment and the, um, you know, forgotten majorities can uh, fill in those gaps. And then there's the group that just doesn't want to do the thing, even if the thing is going to actually make things better. Which uh, must be a thing for uh, good reasons. So Some places are laughing and they're like, ha ha, yeah, I'm like that too. I don't know why. Others are like, well, I'm not like that, look. Yeah, well, that can be a thing too then. Not being like the other. Oh, and then the rebel ones like that. It's like, oh yeah, that's punk rock. To just not be like the others at all. Uh, but then them liking that kind of makes it a little bit alike.
So, and then that gives the ones a little more traction that uh, are predicting everything, like scripting. And then the ones that like the adventure and the not knowing, or that just perceive that that is true and different than the scripting ones are uh, freshly known in their difference. And I think there's the thing of um, this group, it's like that thing where you get a glimmer of the thing that you've been doing and not really knowing why you did that. It's just like something you did. Uh, and it's like, oh shit, why was I doing that? Oh, why didn't anyone tell me? Oh shit. That's embarrassing. Yeah, okay, so one group is like happy about that and it's fine and then another group's really in their feelings. And just like, what, you know, what's wrong with you that you never told us about that or what's wrong with us that we never got it when other people did? This is wrong. And that seems important, the fact that it's wrong. Um, right, and then that's the thing that's the one true thing. Shit, shit is wrong, right? right about the fact that, that things are wrong. And the pervasiveness of wrongness. Another episode title there. Okay, and then there's a group that's kind of um, kind of locked things down and is bracing for the storm, you know? It's like locked down the, batten down the hatches and go into riding out the storm mode. Okay, and then that must be what that group is used to. So it's like... Uh, It's like that's one of the main responses that they do to whatever happens. Yeah. Okay, and then others might see that there's not really a storm, that it's just, you know, a light rain. 
but then the first group wouldn't see that and then the second group would assume that they see that because it's obvious to me so it should be obvious to you and then oh okay well if they don't see then how would we communicate that in a way that they could credit And it's like, oh shit, this is weird. Uh, but it also kind of makes sense. But it's also pretty embarrassing. Uh, but it's also like, probably pretty common. Oh, other people will, you know, ostracize us for this. But like, wait, other people are sort of smiling. Wait, I'm remembering how other people have responded. And then that's different than checking and seeing how people now are responding. Um, and polling the populace here. In a sample, there's a general thumbs up. rating over 50 for this so we'll just let that be known and let this digest I think it's the the, the signal now is the um, consensus is that it's time to wrap up and just digest here, uh, but that uh, the things that I've set in motion will, you know, continue on their own and continue to affect things down the line. So I don't know. Is it not enough? Is it enough? Too much? I guess each of those things in different ongoing ways, as well as um, the, the thinglessness. And it's sort of oddly enjoyable, so, uh, as well as uncomfortable. So, anyway. Um, that's enough fortune cookie talk, and uh, I think we'll wrap up this one there. So um, thanks for being along, and uh, take care. We'll see you again if we do.